Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and with me, Sunanda Vashisht. How are you doing, Sunanda? Good. How are you, Adit? Good. Doing great. Um, living at the mercy of Rahul Gandhi's tweets. Yes. Um, uh, reason I say living at the mercy is, is like, they uh, tweet something and we have a piece of it. So we'll talk about that and a lot more. First of all, from um, us to all the brothers and sisters out there, wishes on Rakhi. Happy Raksha Bandhan to everyone. Yes, happy Raksha Bandhan to everyone, all those who are celebrating. And, and uh, you know, forget all your no jokes. Give each other a hug. I know. And just celebrate this beautiful I miss day. being in India today. I know. Me too. Yeah. Me too. yeah. Especially my, um, I, I was doing this video call with my cousins yesterday, my um, two of my closest ones and I was telling them, I was like, there's no fun, you know, yeah, packing no. here. Yeah. Just, I, I miss being in India today. Yeah. Just the masti and dhamal and I was like, and part of me enjoyed the video call and I'm like, man, should I have done that? Now I'll feel shitty the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still fun. Uh, anyways, so that's there. Um, there's so much to talk about. The tragic Kerala floods that happened. We'll talk about that. Yes. Um, the political implications of Rahul and not Gandhi's just in Kerala. Some parts of Karnataka are also affected, affected. by. It. Yes. So that, and then, then there is of course the the Rahul Gandhi bit, which we need to discuss. Uh, politically, there is. Um, I mean, you know, things happening in India. India is gearing up for the elections. Um, we'll start uh, kicking off probably in the next few weeks. Talk about Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh as well because they go to elections very shortly now, in three yeah. months, and uh, it looks like uh, BJP is up against a tough battle there. So, indeed, is so absolutely. Without further ado, I think let's start. Where do you want to start, Sunanda? Uh, Kerala first, and then um, let's start with Kerala. Yes, and all the. You know, one knows that this tragedy has befallen Kerala, and it's 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 you know it's unbelievable, and it's uh, so much human uh, you know tragedy. But what has come across is a the way Indians have gotten together yeah. for fellow Kerala. It's no question about it. Prime Minister himself led the way. He was in. Um, um, you know, former Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee's funeral. He attended the funeral and right after the funeral ended at 5.30, he was on his way to Kerala. He led the way. The citizens, ordinary people have come together. But there is a small, noisy bunch that, uh, you know, it always happens. Uh, you know, a lot of work that the silent majority does is, you know, always threatened to be undone by this noisy bunch who themselves do nothing but only, um, uh, you know, point out mistakes and point out uh, things. So this whole thing has brought about the worst in people who are... Um, actually um you know um, building this whole north south divide for nothing i mean honestly and then bringing the religion nothing, angle bringing religion angle bringing in um you know who kerala votes for at this time of tragedy it does not matter it does not no, matter I, which political party you vote but, for it does not matter which faith you have it does not matter what the demographics of the state is it does not matter who is running the state Every single Indian stands behind Kerala, and this me message himself was sent by Prime Minister. So, for these people to bring out these 
these uh, you know little things and saying that oh entire north india is dependent on south um, india what is is this a time to talk about no, what all pisses, this what pisses me off is there are news outlets and i'm not going to name them who have op-ed writers commissioned to write pieces right and they write such rubbish and then there are other quote unquote intellectuals who plug these pieces yeah. and they undermine the you know the kerala story the kerala story is not about um, what is the north south divide and about taxations and stuff have that debate about taxes and stuff later north south yeah. divide so there is not even a you know question. question about it i'm saying if you want a debate about the taxes and who gets what have it later right now the story is what is what what led what to this flood no, first we, first what led to this flood what can be done to prevent it the next time and, and what do we need to do right now what do we need to do right now there are long term things mid term things and short uh, you know short term things that you need to do and and some of the pictures that this i've seen and I, I and uh, i must confess i've my pictures are largely sourced through news outlets and stuff i don't fall for the fake ones on twitter i've been you know trying to get as authentic ones i mean the scale looks horrific and some of the infrastructure damage i can tell you coming from the field sunanda it looks very bad and you know of course there is a debate about man made and, and 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 trust me if there is any if there is two people on the political spectrum right now that empathize as much as kerala uh, that's sunanda and i because exactly one year ago we have seen this in houston yes in hurricane harvey devastating and, floods and about 3 years ago the exact same thing happened in kashmir right yeah. no but i'm saying one year ago we, we, personally, we personally saw it saw i mean houston, yeah. it was unreal yes. so trust me we do get your pain and and some things are very you know very very uh, like i saw some roads collapsing and stuff like that so that that really needs to be investigated that what was happening you know yes. what and, and and even scary things like people were saying that you know that they would go in their house and they would find multiple snakes there and stuff yeah. because a lot of them you know somebody i heard somebody about like getting um, some circuit issue like they were trying to switch on a light and some sh- electric uh, shock happened and stuff so you know bottom line i my our players go out to the keralians and yeah. or keralites and um you know we'll keep support guys support whatever organization you think is doing the best work support it the best financially is to um fund the chief minister's um fund, uh, fund. that yeah. is the best way you know you know that that money goes and that's the only way you can do uh, you know yeah but there are other ways to other people there is seva that is doing a lot of, lot work, of work and we yeah. have we have personally uh, in the past interviewed um you know leaders of seva and uh, no and we carried a piece uh, we had a piece too on right. seva's work so seva is another organization that we would highly recommend for you to um, you know um, donate and any other organization that you think is doing the job is on ground please do donate and um, you know it is at times today it's them tomorrow it will be us ye to kal ka chakra hai kisi pe bhi pad sakta hai so we should never be thinking that oh it's not me because it could be you tomorrow and, and even if you so, if, even if you are unable to donate spend a minute of your day and pray for the yeah. people their families who are affected by this it's it's a huge tragedy it will take years to rebuild but one can at least hope that the rebuilding of kerala starts very soon absolutely absolutely so our prayers go out to the yes. people of kerala so from the tragic to the tragic comedy <laughs> sadly 
uh, I mean, you know, it, it almost looks so weird that we are taking yeah. straight, going straight political. But, you know, our job is to talk about the news of the week. And yes. so we'll have to talk about the news of the week. Um, uh, Shishi Tharoor right now is in Europe. So he got a little bit of flack for, uh, rightfully so, I think. He should, yeah. as an MP, as a member of parliament. And, you know, that's what this is. If, as a member of parliament, you should have been with uh, Kerala and not with that joke you call your leader of your party, Rahul Absolutely. Gandhi. But... Of course, in Congress, uh, who can say no to the first family when you've been personally invited? I don't know. Anyways, uh, so Rahul Gandhi is in Europe right now, uh, making statements. He was in Germany and then he was in England and he's been making um, pathetic statements. One he after said about about something about Doklam and then he, he said Doklam. Chinese are still in Doklam and then Chinese, he had no idea. No, he said Chinese are still in Doklam and then when one brave a man asked him what would you do differently in Doklam he said I don't know I don't know what's going on in Doklam so how do you say the Chinese are still in Doklam and Sam then, Kaka told him yeah Sam Kaka probably uh-huh. Sam Nani for, for, so for Sam Kaka who don't know who Sam Kaka is Sam Pitroda of course and since he's a Gujarati he's a I can Kaka. call him Sam Kaka <laughs> he's you know taking um, his uh, Rahul Gandhi around hmm. everywhere hmm. so that and uh, it just first he said that um, it, there was this Doklam thing he said he didn't know how to um, he, he had never heard I mean he does not know enough about it to talk about but he knew enough to say the Chinese were there hmm. uh, then he said something that Congress party was not involved in um, uh, he said you say that congress was involved in that i don't agree with that yeah and this is on arnab show uh, in the past he has already admitted that yes some people were there and he was not of course there but some members of congress party are already um, were to be blamed which is the true i mean which is the truth but for him to say that congress party was not involved is rubbish and uh, you know all other um, things that he has been talking about rss is a poisonous ideology and he um, equated rss with um, muslim brotherhood well, I mean, didn't his ideological fountainhead of the uh, left, uh, Irfan Habib, the uh, historian, uh, talk equate uh, RSS to ISIS yeah, a few years yeah, ago? Yeah. So I mean, these are these you know ridiculous, ridiculous. statements. So um, you know, I don't know what Rahul Gandhi is trying to do. The question really is not. So, so sorry, sorry. Before you make the <laughs> Chidambaram said that Rahul was a teenager during 1984. So um, you can't uh, uh, attribute he can't be expected to know well we expect i mean first of all teenager uh, t- people who are 13 and 14 know a lot of things uh, you know second of all one would expect him to read books like you know and know about his uh, party's history party's history and on on a completely unrelated note uh, is kamal nath still leading the madhya pradesh congress yes he is uh, so. unrelated so, completely, completely. <laughs> but here is the question Adi, that we really need to mm-hmm. answer you know everyone has been talking about this the point is and what worries me is mm-hmm. That Rahul Gandhi, he's making these outrageous statements. Everyone, um, you know, rebuts him in real time. But the point is that he is capturing media headlines. And maybe that's all he wants to do. It is one outrageous statement after another, another outrageous statement after another. But his job only is to capture headlines. See, the problem with Rahul Gandhi is not... The pro- you may be right, right? And and, and I, I've been telling that since a long time that this is Rahul 2.0, the led by Sam Kaka and Shashi uncle. So, like, this started in that Singapore thing and then he came... Um, I forget where he went to. But yeah, I, but basically internationally he was making statements. The problem is, I don't think he's politically that smart or savvy enough to make an outrageous statement and build on it. 
now these outrageous statements are damaging and terrible i mean there are better ways to make it if you want to make a headline there are better ways of doing than than undermining what india's india's efforts are in doklam or about rubbing salt into wounds of people who have been affected in 1984 riots he could have said something about the economy that he wants to do or something but i don't think he's that smart enough to follow it up so he will make a ridiculous statement about doklam and then 5 minutes later if he's questioned he'll be like oh i don't know what the hell's going on because that's who he is Yeah. I don't think he's that savvy enough to even uh, understand what capitalize on um, all the love that media channels are showering on him by giving him yeah, the headlines he, that, but he doesn't know how that's to That's the amazing part right Yeah he with, gets it all but he does not know how to capitalize on it So many journalists who are you know head over heels crazy about him even though he comes from this terrible legacy of not only the Congress party even of what UPA1 and UPA2 did still yet he's not able to capitalize on it yeah, everything yeah. that journalists do for him he's not able to capitalize on it that's amazing ha huh. so and not just uh, uh, journalists who have been with the congress some very recent converts who who have flipped sides also try very hard yeah so um, i saw tavleen singh she said that he is um, he has emerged as a contender to uh, you should see there is this rashtriya mand that yashwant sinha is leading usme yeah. arun shauri how he was pleading everyone to form a joint front against narendra modi matlab mujhe hansi hai i didn't know whether to feel happy or sad about shauri but i i really the only logical <laughs> thing about shauri is that now he's the ideological guru of rahul gandhi because that just amazing that's amazing that's amazing things that happen things that happen really but yeah. um, but kya kare so anyways so that's 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 the that's the rahul story so to speak we'll be closely monitoring it and following it um amongst other things in you know when we were talking about um, tragic events a very tragic event happened in united states yesterday senator john yeah, mccain, McCain um, uh, succumbed to um, brain cancer brain cancer yeah and very aggressive form of brain cancer he, he was, was 81, 81. Mm-hmm. and he stopped treatment i think in the last few days and yeah. uh, i mean what a man yes what a man whatever his uh, uh, you know ideology whatever his thing the man exemplified courage um you know it is um prisoner of war in vietnam who came back and the man who who has taken bullets on the chest for his country i mean uh, there way but there is one defining moment in mccain and there is one legacy that he has left and um you know whatever you think about trump i think somewhere with trump's arrival on the stage that legacy has been eroded i mean you can call me uh Uh, deluded or whatever but you know mm-hmm. there is that legacy when he was fighting against obama and in a town hall meeting a woman came up to him and said that obama is an arab i don't trust him he said he stood up at the cost of he might have lost an election for that he um he admonished the woman very nicely very politely he said ma'am he is an american citizen like no, you no no not just that he, he said, said he's a decent, decent family, family man. man and he's an american, american citizen, citizen. Uh, like you and me who with who, he's a decent family man with whom i happen to have political differences and he said i have fundamental differences but I'm, this is what my campaign is about he said he, i remember the exact word he said with he's a decent family man with whom i happen to have political differences yeah. that's what he said that is his legacy that is his uh, legacy so i think that moment defined uh, anywhere in the world that defined the, grace the tragic and courage and somebody said that the the republican party the way it's going one just hopes it doesn't go the way of what the woman was saying yeah 
completely yeah. crazy bad shit crazy mm, i crazy. mean trump was the one who started the birther issue right yes. well not he didn't start it but he actually he talked about talked it about thank it. god he backtracked yeah uh, i mean i mean then he had to because the facts were against him regardless yeah. i mean this is ridiculous i mean of course the facts were against him i'm i'm saying regardless this should never have I'm been happy. an issue like that so as much as um, i mean i have been a vocal critic of obama everyone knows yeah, that so that here. is about his policies but um, you know we hope we can bring that courage and we hope that we can bring that dignity in no, and, and what uh, i political love about what i love about uh, late senator john mccain is and he's truly one man whom you can say this about it doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree with him you are bound i mean you will admire him yeah. for everything that he stood for for everything that and i didn't agree with him he was a man of integrity he was a yeah. man of integrity yeah because i i thought he was uh, old school in his lot of his approach mm-hmm. i mean a lot of people thought there was a value i disagreed with him a couple of many on many a lot of people a lot of people would say that he's a warmonger and all that stuff but 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 he was a man of integrity integrity exactly that's exactly that's what i'm saying i i admire him for what he stood for and the amazing part about him was he would let people disagree with him and, we, yeah. and and what the sad part was uh, i read report about people attributing motives and stuff like that mm, no don't do that yeah he has a there have been very interesting you know a lot of uh, stalwarts have left i mean of course vajpayee in india and whatever you might say about the politics of the man but karunanidhi mm. and um, you know another you know in his own way he had a position in history he held a position in history whenever you talk about tamil nadu history you mm. cannot not talk about uh, oh, karunanidhi absolutely. um five times chief minister then somnath chatterjee you know another stalwart parliamentarian who joined uh, was a communist i mean marxist but another man who without whom you cannot talk about uh, you know if you are going to mm. talk about parliamentary history of india and you're going to talk about history of west bengal you will have to mention the man so you know these three stalwarts and then john mccain and before that vs naipaul so you know and, and talking about journalist kuldeep nayar kuldeep nayar another yes. stalwart in journalism with whom i have nothing but disagreement Same nothing here. but disagreement and when he was alive i had nothing but contempt for his uh, yeah. for his form of access journalism uh, i mean but, because his journalism was main yahan been at the moments in the history or at crossroads where you cannot escape mentioning them reading about them and learning from them and more importantly sananda whether we agree or not they have built legacies they have built legacies yes now uh, we agree we might agree with a legacy we might puncture holes hole in the holes legacy, in some legacy but they have left a legacy but they have left a legacy yeah. and and that and you know again it's very difficult to judge the present characters based on uh, what historical legacies have been but i really find very few people right now who have that stature to yeah. create such a legacy. legacy there are people out there 
but very few people yeah yeah absolutely i mean uh, this has been a kind of strange couple yeah, strange of weeks. month strange actually. month yeah right. yeah so, mm, the but, of august <laughs> i know but uh, condolences to senator mckean's family and to his admirers and to his supporters mm. and may the courage in political sphere whether it's in india whether it's in united states whether it's anywhere may there um, always may people of courage always find it worthwhile mm. to be in politics absolutely yeah words to live by isn't it mm. absolutely hello and welcome to this special edition of uh, mind podcast it's a interview within the podcast and we are very pleased to welcome dr abhay astana who is the president of the world hindu council of america and the convener for um, uh, the world hindu congress 2018 in chicago he is a coordinator with the organizing in the organizing committee and is leading a huge delegation who is just getting ready for the even bigger delegation that is coming to chicago uh, between september 7th to 9th 2018 we've mentioned the world hindu congress and that sunanda and me both will be sunanda and i both will be speaking there um so it's fascinating to have um, uh, dr asthana on he is a fellow at the nokia uh, bell lab cto um uh, uh, is at the nokia and doing research there um and then outside of his work and stuff his his passion is towards uh, hinduism history and stuff like that and what better to chronicle that than have have this big event the world hindu congress um for people who may not know the previous edition of world hindu congress 4 years ago was held in delhi uh, this time it is held held being held in chicago and also of course that uh, coincides with uh, swami vivekananda's 125th year of yeah, speaking to the world parliament, parliament of religions uh, so without further ado uh, welcome to uh, mind podcast uh, dr asthana uh, thank you so much namaste everybody yeah so you know let me kick things off with um the whc uh what i mean you know for the listeners who may not be familiar with whc if you could just give a brief snapshot of whc and also you know what motivates you guys to do such a big show every four years and you know what were the challenges this year this time i know it's a big question i just asked but still <laughs> Hmm. 
project their presence and strength on the world stage so, so why every four uh, why every four years though is it i understand from logistical um, you know purposes it's impossible to do it every year because it's such a huge undertaking but why every four years it almost reminds me of you know maybe kumbh mela uh, you know um, yeah. ardhakumbh or something yeah so so sunanda actually uh, there is a little bit of that in there right so when you want to get the world leaders in these different spheres right whether it be whether it be politics whether it be media education women youth right, right. or 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 the hindu organizations around the world right mm-hmm. so when you're trying bring them all together it is very much like what you just said it's a kumbh so it it requires uh, two things mm-hmm. so for for this movement right the world mm-hmm. hindu congress is not an event right it's a movement correct and this movement Uh, so it started in Delhi, as uh, Adit was saying earlier, mm. 2014, mm. and it started with a very simple uh, mantra. You all know from mm. the Rig Veda, right? Sam Bhagatam, Sam Bhagatam. Step together and express together. Right. So now we are we are taking it a little bit further with this Congress. It says Sumantrite Suvikrante. So. think collectively and achieve valiantly right mm-hmm. so uh, vikrante there is this element of valor vikram right so that we want to take it a little bit further and as you know the the whole uh, motto for the world in the congress is yatho dharmas tatho jaya right where there is dharma there is victory so that i'm just uh, saying this because those are the philosophical roots for what we are trying to do mm-hmm. but uh, but the whole congress itself the purpose is to organize the hindus around the world mm-hmm. in in all of the dimensions so getting the business leaders together getting the political leaders together getting the media and the educationists uh, together so you know, the women and the youth uh, together so that is the purpose and uh, it's a community conference right you know the most in, the most interesting thing that i saw was i mean of course there is going to be an india centric centric segment and where we are going to talk about the india uh, in you know the india story and you know on various aspects the economics conference the political conference but also there is this global connect to it right because you have people from mauritius uh, involved in the government then from suriname then you're going to have people from the caribbean who are involved in the uh, politics there uh, in nepal of course so hindus wherever they are so you know um, that that provides an interesting global dimension to the conference itself so So, uh, what are what would be your uh, comments on that, and how how do you plan to take this forward going forward? Yeah, so Adit, uh, you you stated it very nicely. So this is not uh, India centric at all, right? Um, of course, India happens to be where most Hindus reside, hmm. but there are close to thirty million Hindus outside of Bharat, right? Outside right. of India, and. Uh, so this is a conference for the diaspora like you said there are uh, hindus that have uh, been in the caribbean for a very long time and they have gotten some very prominent positions there are hindus in fiji there are hindus in malaysia indonesia nepal suriname and that the world hindu congress we are getting uh, the hindu leaders
players from 60 different countries. Mm. So uh, it's it's a diaspora. Mm. I mean, trying to pull the diaspora together, right? Mm. Or otherwise, how do you get uh, what we are trying to uh, get to, mm. which is to project your mm. we, are, we are a world community, right? Yeah, we absolutely. absolutely. I think that is also... We never, we never, as soon as, as you know, we never work. We never work. Our ancestors traveled the world. They exactly. traveled the ocean. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That this is almost harking back to the um, old times when uh, we really were not bound by the geographical area that we know now. So um, that's that's an interesting, that's a very interesting thought. And I think Hindus from all over the world really need to come together. And that's this platform um, gives them a terrific opportunity to do so. Uh, my other question to you, um, Abhaji, is that how were the speakers chosen? As in, what was, what was the criteria? And what did you want to project? just because there are other communities who are also watching this. So what did you want to project to the world through these speakers? Because they will be carrying the, ultimately it's about, you know, um, what is the topics that are chosen and the speakers who are speaking. What was the criteria for that? Good question. Before I get to the speakers, let me uh, say how uh, did we invite the delegates? Mm -hmm. Because See, this conference is for these delegates. Mm -hmm. And the delegates themselves are leaders, Hindu leaders, in different parts of the world. Correct. So the, the way we we selected the delegates was, are, are these people uh, contributing something tangible? Are they doing something? And do they have an area of influence? So each delegate that's coming, believe me, they uh, they are influencers in their own area mm -hmm. and in their own uh, location from where they are coming. So when they go back, you have this huge multiplier effect. So if you have 2,300 delegates and each one of them is influencing, say, another thousand people minimum mm -hmm. when they go back, you can see the multiplier effect exactly. and that you'll get. So that is how you're going to spread. Uh, this connectivity, message of connectivity and coming together. Now, going back to the speakers, the same way, right? So it's, uh, first of all, you try to balance, right? Mm. So you want representation from different different countries and you want representation from different fields. So in each field, whether it be economy or education and so on, you want to get the very best mm. people who have actually achieved, who are role models who have actually shown um, some some strength in their character and also implemented it in, in, in what they did. Mm. So they have to have solid achievements and that is how uh, we, we selected it. So it'll be, it'll be like a quality conference mm -hmm. and you set very high standards. Yes. And only when you do that, right, the next one will become, will become even better. higher. It will be, uh, think. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you keep raising the bar. Exactly. A bit at a time. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Although on this, uh, 
on this podcast i would like you to address these grievances also that have come to us in our show when we have been promoting this we've been told that a lot of people have been trying to register and the registration closed pretty quickly and a lot of people have not been able to register we have been um, we had promised them that we will get an answer from you as to how this problem can be solved there are a lot of people who would like to be there and what can they do or is there something they can do for the next conference you know because this this uh, it has gathered a huge mindshare a lot of people are looking forward to this conference and those who cannot be there how can they view it remotely so so sunanda first of all i'd like to apologize mm-hmm. to the people uh, who uh, are not able to register and it it's it's a it's a Uh, fault of our that we totally underestimated and so the first conference was in delhi mm-hmm. and we thought oh now we are doing it outside in chicago mm-hmm. so maybe maybe we'll be lucky if we'll get 1500 delegates from around the world and we totally underestimated the the strength of our mobilization team and when they when they worked out their plan and executed it by june we had close to 1800 people mm-hmm. and by 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 july we already had uh, all all the uh, 2000 delegates that we were targeting there and since then uh, people have been coming so we added an overflow room with a capacity of 250 and now even that is full and we have like 300 people on the waiting list so i have to like profusely uh, apologize mm-hmm. that we have underestimated but but i would like to seek help from folks like you mm-hmm. because we would like to live stream this thing mm-hmm. and pbhk has uh, generously agreed to uh, set a like a live broadcast this okay. at least the plenary sessions mm-hmm. concluding sessions and on so um, we would definitely like to use the the, the social media and the internet absolutely we'll try we'll try our best to get these live streaming done um so that and uh, at least spread the word so that people who are not there genuinely you know were left out or cannot travel at this time they can still uh, benefit from um, all the exchange of thoughts that will be going right. on in this platform yeah. so thank you for that yeah. in in closing uh, I'd, that, I'd, yeah I'd sorry like to add this mm-hmm. like one minute one minute Uh, yes 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 please uh, please please uh-huh. been there all along uh-huh. that the hindus they always do thing at the very last moment <laughs> so that myth got busted uh-huh. yes for this conference sure mm-hmm. i mean everybody uh, signed up 3 months 3 uh, months for months for the conference that's wonderful so that, that's one myth that got busted mm-hmm. the other myth that got busted is oh uh, people uh, and organizations won't uh, come together mm. I mean, we have representation from dozens of organizations and everybody contributed to this thing so we are so thankful uh, because we are only facilitators this conference is for all the hindu organizations mm. and we are we are so fortunate that we have a family like this 
Absolutely. And you know, before we before we conclude, uh, one thing I wanted to ask, I know is Holiness the Dalai Lama is going to be there at the World Hindu Conference. And then who else can we expect? Like people can expect to listen to. I know Sri Sri Ravi Shankar is going to be there, right? So, He's doing a arnab on you. He is just wanting to get the um, get the scoop. We are trying to get the scoop here. Are you going to be able to give us any scoops? No, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give you a couple of things. So, Swami uh, Swarupanandji from Chinmaya Mission will yes, be there. Yes. Uh, Swami Puranatmanandji from the Bharat Seva Ashram will be there. Uh, Swami Paramatmanandji, who is the head of uh, the Acharya Sabha in India, he'll be there. So, these are just the spiritual leaders. And then you have a whole host of business leaders, CEOs. You have uh, Anupam Kher, you have Dr. Subhash Chandra from ZTV, you have Rohit Sardana uh, from Times Now, I mean, you name it, I mean, lot of, a lot of India these kinds of luminaries will be there. Hmm. And every field, women leaders, Jamrika uh, Tandanji will be there. Um, you have uh, youth leaders from around the, around the world hmm. uh, coming to the conference. Political leaders, you mentioned a few, right? Hmm. The Vice President of Mauritius, the Vice President of Suriname, and ambassadors, and, and, and members of parliament, Lord Jitesh Kadia from UK, and so on. I mean, a lot of people uh, are, are going to be there. Mm-hmm. We have 250 speakers, and each one of them is is, is an illustrious name in their own right, and they're, they're all be there. So it, it'll be, it'll be uh, a feast for the mind. Absolutely, and uh, um, and you know we'll 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 be uh, for all our listeners we'll be talking from there we'll be doing podcasts from there uh, we have our own sessions which we'll be sending you the links to so I mean it it's going to be a fascinating three days and um, appreciate uh, Dr Astana and your entire team that have you know strived for almost a year and more to put this together this is amazing and we wish you all the best and we'll be there to partake the you know the 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 whole conference there. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Adit and uh, Sunanda. Thank and you. Like you said, thank you so much for the entire team of over 300 volunteers that have pulled together. Yeah, absolutely. Together. This stuff does not get done by one person alone. And, and, it's always and, a team effort. And special thank you to you for taking out the time, time two to... weeks before the conference because right now I know every second is precious yeah. for you for this uh, interview. So we wish you all members. the best in this major, major undertaking that you have taken on yourself. The entire team has taken on yourself. We only wish you the best and we hope that there are bigger and better conferences than this in and, the future and, and for all our listeners please do follow the world in the congress uh, world in the conference on twitter and on um, facebook uh, because that's that's where you'll get all the live updates we'll do as much tweeting as we can but we'll only be able to do so much oh. so please follow that and follow mindmakers and our twitter handles too to find out more updates on it but once again appreciate dr astana for, to jo- for joining us today and we look forward to meeting you in chicago very welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. So, um, interesting podcast, um, an interesting interview. Uh, Sunanda, um, what are your recommendations this week? You know, finally, after two or three years that the movie was made, I watched Masan mm. um, a couple of days ago. 
and it just it just blew my mind away i was i don't know how i um it, it just stayed and it still is every scene in the movie is in my brain right now i thought the movie the parallel strands and the way the two stories that have seemingly nothing to do with each other but they are just set in banaras and how they come together i mean the whole story about um you know loss and then finding uh, something you know because you know finding something to look forward to and the way banaras has been treated you know banaras is always we've looked at it very uh, romantically and uh, you know um, and it is it is a place older than history itself but um, suddenly you know what happens when in a place like banaras um technology comes in so if you see the movie is driven by technology so this girl devi she is um, a computer teacher and you know this whole thing because they've been meeting on the computers and the cell phones that's that's when the narrative drives forward those of you haven't seen it watch it and um the other story uh, vicky koshal and uh, that other um, love story that's going on they also are able in a real world they might not have been able, they might probably not cross paths with each other the only reason they cross paths is because of facebook because they are able to friend um them sir each other on facebook which would not have been possible because so, so he comes from a bygone era and you know no and also the bridging of the two uh, sections of the two worlds with technology again in devi's story devi is from um if from a very small town uh, banaras from a very um, average family and the guy is is a pretty wealthy fam uh, comes from a pretty wealthy family in elhabad and mm. but they meet you know in a coaching computer class right. she is teaching she teaches some computers or anything so it is how technology is bridging the gaps also in uh, these small cities it's it's unbelievable i thought the film was was fantastic i highly recommend it excellent excellent yeah. um i uh, i i don't know if i have recommended this uh, show i may have on it's on amazon prime it's called the man in the high castle it's a post apocalyptic post world war 2 show is a it's a, a alt reality show where uh, people are saying what if um, what if the world war 2 was won by the japs and the nazis and one third of america is controlled by nazis and one third by the japs so very interesting show with a new season coming up and a second recommendation is a movie i saw and it was a good movie but it has brought a lot of discussion about it there's a movie called crazy rich asians which has been doing pretty well and it's set in set in singapore and it's based on a book and you know it's a fun watch i mean um uh, I, i would say that it's like a bollywood movie only the story and stuff mm -hmm. so for hindi film industry walas it's not a big wo but uh, people who watch but but people have commented that from singapore especially that it completely is a chinese chinese washing of singapore like the only people who the only uh, indian shown are is gatemans and darwans and people opening the thing and that's not the case in singapore right i yeah, mean no. 10% is uh, 10 to 12% is indian 15% is malay i think something yeah, like that yeah 
so and it's it's not shown so a lot of singaporeans have written against it i have uh, been talking to friends too and they have been oh but it's an american movie and i'm like it doesn't matter what if what if the tables were turned and someone shot a movie in united states and did the same thing with you know um, uh, and completely misrepresented the african american community or the latino community and only showed the uh, the the white community as you know um, starring and the, so then wouldn't there be outrage and they had no idea so, yeah. and i was like exactly Exactly. So this is just similar to that. So it's it's no, nothing to do with. Um, I mean, you can create characters. So it's not really representational about Singapore. Other than that, it's you know fun popcorn watch yeah. and stuff. But so if even if you watch the movie, read these articles that have come up. I've plugged yeah. a few and stuff because it's interesting, you know. And, and I'm glad now people are talking about this, um, you know. And um, you know, racial representation is a thing that you know. Uh, why would you have a Uh, uh, another actor, you know, just changing their skin color and appearing when you can hi- hire an actor from X Y Z region and True. stuff like that. So, anyways, I um, I like where the discussion is headed. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with it, you know, take a part in the discussion. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, till then, from Sunanda and I, it's uh, goodbye, and we'll be back next week with a new podcast. Thank you. <laughs>